After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'ud, and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, may Allah be his helper, stated, Allah the Almighty says in the Holy Quran, Verily, Allah commands you to make over the trusts to those entitled to them. It is related in the Hadith that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that any office or rank which places one in a position of monitoring the affairs of others or makes them their supervisor is also a trust. As such, any office within the administration of the community or the Jamaat or any service that someone has been assigned are also trusts. We elect office bearers at every level of the administration of our community. From a local level to a central national level. The same applies to the central administration and the office bearers in the auxiliary organizations are appointed in the same structure. Whether it is the central administration or the administration of an auxiliary organization, office bearers are appointed from the lowest level to the central level and this is usually done through elections. Hence, it is the commandment of Allah the Almighty that when you elect these office bearers, you should elect such individuals who are apparently, that is in your estimation, most suitable for the task and able to do justice to the task entrusted to them.
you should not take friendships or relations into account at the time of elections. At times, some office bearers are appointed directly by the central administration or by the Khalifa of the time in a deliberate attempt to appoint someone who is most suitable for the task. However, at times there can be a mistake in the judgment or the character changes after they have been appointed to a certain office and the humility, diligence and spirit of performing one's tasks with justice that an office bearer should possess no longer remain. As such, the responsibility of the behaviour of such an individual will be on him not on the one electing him. In any case, we should endeavour to elect the best people from among us. And we should do so after praying for this. Nevertheless, it is generally the endeavour that whoever is being appointed for a certain task is not someone who is exceedingly stepping into the spotlight solely for the sake of becoming an office-bearer. If the name of such an individual is occasionally proposed for an office by the members of the community, if the central administration or the Khalifa of the time are aware of his affairs, then he is not entrusted with the office. And this is exactly in accordance with the teachings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. A narration is as follows, that two individuals approached the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and said that we should be entrusted with such and such task as we are entitled to it. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Whomever I appoint for a certain task, Allah Almighty supports him. And whoever takes on a task out of his own desire is not helped by Allah the Almighty. His undertakings are not blessed. Therefore, you should never desire an office and try to acquire an office. However, you should most certainly be passionate to serve your faith. If you get an opportunity, you should serve your faith. And whatever this service entails, one should try to fulfill it in the best possible manner. Hence, it is not right to desire any office, nor to desire to become a supervisor in any office. Indeed, it is admirable to have the passion to serve in any way necessary. Therefore, those who are electing should bear all of this in mind. They must always remember the commandments of the Holy Qur'an and the instructions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, 
that after praying, the ones they deem most worthy for any service must be elected. Furthermore, if one has the desire for any office, the administration of the community and the election forum should discourage that person and the electors should exercise their right to vote with justice. Generally, the elections are conducted in a way whereby the office bearers of the centre on a national level will present the recommendations for the elections along with the election results to the Khalifa of the time. And the decision lies with the Khalifa of the time as to whether he shall select the name with the most votes or one with fewer votes. At times there are circumstances surrounding an individual which only the centre and the Khalifa of the time are aware of and ordinary people are not. In any case, it is not necessary for the person with the most votes to be elected. Likewise, in accordance with the guidelines, approval for some is given by the central administration for the national elections and if there are any amendments to be made, permission is sought from the Khalifa of the time. Nevertheless, efforts are always made for the best possible workers to be selected for an office. However, at times, one must be selected from those available. But even in this case, the electors must bear in mind that only those who can fulfill their trusts to the best of their abilities should be chosen. And it should not be the case that one's suggestion in favour of a person due to their desire for the office or due to friendship or kinship or that one raises the hand only because a majority of hands are raised for a certain individual. This negates the commandments of Allah Almighty and the instructions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Even though the central administration elections are not taking place this year, as they have already taken place, in certain places the elections for the auxiliary organizations are due to be held, such as the Ansar, Khudam and Lajna. Hence, no matter who is elected, members of these organizations must exercise their right to give their suggestions in line with the commandments of Allah Almighty. They should do so after supplicating and give the recommendations with justice to the Khalifa for who is the best in their opinion. Only when we fulfill this obligation with justice can our role in the progress of the community be positive 
and we become the recipients of Allah Almighty's pleasure. With this, I wish to now draw the attention of the office bearers towards their responsibilities. By all means, the office bearers have already been elected. However, they must always realize their responsibilities and always keep in mind that Allah Almighty has given us the opportunity to serve. And so we must always strive to fulfill our duties to attain his blessings and pleasure whilst rising above all kinds of vested interest. Complaints are received about certain office bearers that they do not display humility and that after holding that office they have become a completely different person. I do not say that they have become pharaoh-like, but they begin to consider themselves to be greater. This is especially unacceptable if it is developed in the elected office bearers who are life devotees. After some life devotees have been appointed as general secretaries, complaints are received in relation to them that they behave very arrogantly and do not even return the greeting of peace. Those who display such behavior must reform themselves. And after Allah Almighty has granted them the opportunity to serve, they should bow down to the ground and meet everyone, young or old, with love and humility. You have been appointed to serve the members of the community not to overawe them in your official capacity. Then there are also those who do not carry out their work in the correct manner. Some matters are sent for reports from myself here, yet they remain in drawers, and if they are not reminded and asked repeatedly, they then have to send an apology six months or a year later, stating that they made a mistake and were unable to pursue it on time. If this is their behaviour with and treatment of the letters from the centre and from the Khalifa, then how can it be expected of them to treat the general members of the community in a good manner? Such people must reform themselves or else they will be relieved of their duties. I would like to draw the attention of office bearers to other responsibilities. The first is that you adopt humility and strive to do full justice in fulfilling the responsibilities assigned to you. it should always be borne in mind that Allah is the watcher over us and sees all our actions. After receiving an office, we do not simply have free reign. Rather, we come under the scrutiny of God Almighty to an even greater extent. 
the people have elected us and the Khalifa of the time has approved for us to serve, having placed his trust in us. Hence, we must strive to maintain this trust and expend our efforts in utilizing all of our capabilities in this service in the best fashion. Only with this thought in mind can one develop the spirit of working correctly. And only then will the members of the community cooperate. The majority of complaints received from office bearers are that in certain departments, members of the community are not cooperating. Of course, it is the responsibility of the members to cooperate with those whom they have themselves elected. But at the same time, it is also the duty of the office bearers to display their best examples before the people. I have received the report about one office bearer that he does not give the correct amount of chanda in accordance with his allowance, nor does he wish to attain permission to pay chanda at a lower rate. What sort of example is such a person displaying to others? How can he tell others to make financial sacrifices? Therefore, one's personal example is of utmost importance. There is a great need for seeking forgiveness. There is a great need for salutations to God Almighty. There is a great need to analyze ourselves. If a Tarbid secretary is himself not paying attention to offering the five daily prayers, how can he encourage others to do so? Likewise, if a life devotee and missionary is not paying attention to offering voluntary prayers, how can he advise the members of the community to pay attention to their prayers? The Promise of Sahih, peace be upon him, has drawn our attention to the fact that non-Muslim clerics give advice but the actions are not in concordance with this advice, and therefore their words have no effect. Thus, we must spend every moment with great concern and be very careful with each step we take. Only when this is the case can we be those who do justice in fulfilling our trusts. If while establishing their own examples, the Tarbiyat secretaries tend to the moral training of the community with love and affection. Then they can bring about a revolutionary change in the members of the community. Every office bearer should offer at least two units of voluntary prayer daily for the betterment of their department so that Allah the Almighty bestows his blessings. If the department of Tarbiyat becomes active, then in my estimation, the work of other departments will automatically improve by at least 70%. Hence, it should always be remembered that office bearers must establish their examples, especially the emirs of Jamaats, presidents and the Tarbiyat secretaries. 
so too does everyone else. It is not that if the others do not do this, then it will not make any difference. By specifically drawing attention to these departments, I do not at all mean that if the others do not adhere to this, then it makes no difference. It is only when everyone adheres to this that the community can truly flourish. It should not be thought that not establishing one's own example makes no difference. It certainly does make a significant difference. The actions of every office bearer make a difference. If the finance secretary is not careful in offering their own monetary contributions, then what can they say to others, as I mentioned before? What blessings will there be in what he says? If the tabligh secretary does not render justice in doing tabligh, then how can he motivate others to do tabligh? Hence, every department is important. Similarly, there is the office of president in the auxiliary organizations along with the members of the executive bodies, which are also important. The auxiliary organizations will also have to become active at every level. In some places, complaints are received about the president of Lajna, about her conduct not being appropriate. Some do not treat new converts in a becoming manner. Rather than drawing them nearer, they become the reason for them moving away. These new converts are wrongfully told that we will reform you. Whereas, according to me, it is such presidents of Lajna who must be reformed. This happens because some people retain their positions for lengthy periods of time. During their elections, Lajna members do not consider who is actually capable and who is not, which results in issues. Then complaints are received, and when issues arise, people's faith falters. If those electing do not carry out their responsibility of presenting their opinion with justice and the fear of Allah the Almighty, then they should not complain either. Therefore, at the time of elections, those who are entitled to the trusts should be elected, and it is then that complaints will cease. Otherwise, we cannot reform ourselves. I will also say to office bearers that their job is not to sit on stages. Every office bearer should carry out their duty as if they are an ordinary worker. A new convert lady who had come from abroad to attend the Jalsa told me that one aspect of the Jalsa which really impacted her is that she saw the Lajna president carrying out her duty along with the girls doing discipline duty. In any case, it was the president's responsibility to do so and was nothing extraordinary. She would be accountable had she not been performing duty and overseeing everything. If the president herself does not perform duty or keep a check in this manner, then she is not doing justice to that which she has been entrusted. Those office bearers who do justice to their trusts become the means of reforming others.
including within Lajna. The mentality which all of our office bearers should have is that the leader of a nation is their servant, as was stated by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Similarly, in general circumstances, it is the responsibility of an office bearer to establish and increase personal contact with the members of the community. They should take part in their happy and sad occasions. Every member of the community should be made to feel that the system of the community has been established to foster mutual compassion and to take care of one another, not to create distinction between officers and subordinates, or that some are superior whilst others are inferior. We are all one as brothers. We are all striving according to our capabilities to fulfill the mission of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. This is the mentality which can beautify the system of the community. And this is the mentality which can also draw us nearer to Allah the Almighty. By not having this mentality and acting contrary to this will be a means of incurring the displeasure of Allah the Almighty. It is recorded in a narration in which Hazrat Ma'akil bin Yasar, may Allah be pleased with him, states, I heard the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, say, Whoever Allah the Almighty has made a custodian and responsible over others, and they are negligent in their custodianship, fulfilling their responsibility and seeking good for them, then upon their demise, Allah the Almighty forbids heaven for them and will not grant them of his gardens. This is a great warning, a point of great fear and something to contemplate over. Then it is stated in another narration that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Each of you is a custodian and will be asked pertaining to their people. This is a long narration in which the custodians are mentioned. However, I will read out the relevant portions. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, says, An Amir is also a custodian. In other words, this also includes office bearers, as they are custodians and they will be questioned in relation to their people. Their people does not refer to those over whom they rule, rather it refers to the people whose reformation and betterment are entrusted to them. In this very hadith, the example of a husband as a guardian is presented. A husband is the custodian of his home and women are the custodians of the children. They are not custodians simply to rule, rather they are custodians for their spiritual and moral training, in order to devise plans for their betterment and to fulfill their needs. If they are not fulfilling this responsibility, then in accordance with the statement made by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, paradise becomes forbidden for them. Thus, if those who have been made custodians, those who have been made office bearers, do not carry out their duties in the proper manner and are only representatives of the caliph of the time in their localities, simply in name, then they are defaming 
the caliph of the time and making him accountable for their sins. I mentioned the example of those who do not send their reports for months. When it comes to such people, what choice do I have but to relieve them of their duties if they do not truly reform themselves? so that I too do not become accountable in their sinful ways. Hence, I also recite the prayer for seeking forgiveness from Allah, and these people should also seek forgiveness and reform themselves. May Allah the Almighty always grant the Ahmadiyya Caliphate such true helpers who understand their responsibilities and fulfill their duties instead of those who have an office simply for the sake of holding an office. This is also a matter worthy of great attention regarding which the Holy Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, states that whoever responsible for the collective needs of Muslims, Allah the Almighty will not fulfill their needs and purposes until they fulfill the needs of the people. Not only is this the responsibility of the Caliph of the time, but it is also the responsibility of all office bearers who are representatives of the Caliph of the time in their respective Jamaats, which is a great responsibility upon them. It is not enough for them to simply present their opinions in the meetings of the executive committee or simply by attending these meetings and think that they have fulfilled their duty. It is absolutely necessary for them to make plans for the benefit of others and then see to their implementation. Within the means available to us, we must find solutions to fulfilling the people's needs. In order to meet worldly needs, there are the departments of Muriyama, the general affairs and Sanat Utajarat, trade and industry. Similarly, the auxiliaries must also play their part. Though our means may be limited, with the best use and the right planning, many people can be helped by them. One department that the community everywhere is facing challenges is the Rishtanata, the matrimonial affairs. This department requires extensive planning. The community central administration and auxiliary organizations should work together in this regard. For this, it is again necessary for the Tarbiyat department to become more active both in the central administration and the auxiliaries. Once again, matters come back to the Tarbiyat department. If our youth are morally trained in a suitable manner, then we would always be able to keep the following instruction of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him in view. In matters of marriage, one should give preference to faith over wealth, family background and physical beauty. If this becomes our preference, 
then both boys and girls incline towards improving their religious condition and connecting with God Almighty. In this way, we will be able to safeguard our future generations. Otherwise, it is very difficult, by meagre efforts alone, to safeguard against the schemes of the Dajjal in these times. This requires exceptionally extensive planning. Every office holder, every office bearer should first reform their own homes. Furthermore, it is necessary to draw the community's attention toward our pledge to give precedence to faith over worldly matters. This should not merely be a pledge, rather, we must demonstrate this through our actions. Only when we achieve this will we be able to compete against the Dajjal, safeguard our children, and uphold and fulfill our oaths and trusts. Thus, branches of the community all across the world, the national and local administrative bodies, and the auxiliaries must ponder over this and create guidelines so that they can duly fulfill their trusts. As an example, I gave a brief overview of the Umuriyama department. The Umuriyama department is part of our administration and is considered a vital department, and it is indeed. However, a notion has taken root that this department is only responsible for recommending punitive measures and giving strict admonitions. The people working under the Umuriyama department all over the world should be aware that their work is not limited to just this. This is a small part of the work. However, their job is not to strictly admonish anyone. This is only the case in extreme circumstances when no solution is in sight and punitive measures are sought. Here I will reiterate that if the Tirbiyat department is active, then many problems for the Muriyama department would be solved, particularly those related to disputes between community members, members engaging in wrongful acts, and enemies seeking a means through those whose faith is weak to create chaos within the community. In some instances, the Tirbiyat department has made efforts and created a special bond with the community members, where such efforts aid in removing the reservations and ill-thinking of members towards the administration, they will also aid in establishing and helping people accept decisions made by the community. Furthermore, the efforts of our enemies to take advantage of hypocrites and ill-thinkers will also fail as a result. Thus, it is imperative that the departments of Tirbiyat and Amur Amma work together in some matters. As I have already stated, the work of the Umuriyama department is very vast. 
The department is responsible for devising plans for the community's economic stability. They are responsible for guiding the community members with respect to employment and other means of livelihood. They are responsible for serving mankind through various means. They are to reconcile matters of contention with love and compassion and so forth. However, the Amore Amma department should not be involved in matters of qaza, that is arbitration, and start passing decisions. Certainly it is their responsibility to implement the decisions made by qaza. If an involved party tries to evade or delay the implementation of the decision after it has been made, then it is the responsibility of the Umur Amma department to advise the party that by refusing to abide by the decision, they are ruining their faith for menial worldly benefit. Such people also waste my time. They write to me over and over even though they are at fault. Many people come to their senses if they are spoken to. Nonetheless, the job of the Umurama department is not only to recommend punitive measures, but to save the people from them. And they should make all possible efforts for this cause. If they observe something wrongful or feel that the welfare of the community could be at risk, they should immediately work in conjunction with the Tarbiyat department and take help from missionaries. In doing so, they will not only protect the welfare of the community, but they will also save the people's faith. And this is something they ought to do. Sometimes the behavior of office bearers creates a negative perception of the community. For instance, if a person has sent a request to the Khalifa of the time based on their needs, and that request pertains to the local president, national president, or any particular department, the respective office holders are harsh towards that person for not sending the request through them. As a result, the case is deferred instead of sending a report immediately upon the instruction of the Madkas, that is the central headquarters. When there is no reply to the case, the person in question begins to develop a negative perception and writes to me directly. They are especially given a negative perception when they feel their requests do not reach me. When processing their cases is held up for a long time, people think that their requests do not reach the Caliph of the time. Situations such as this also arise. On the one hand, office bearers question why they were not consulted, and on the other hand, they delay looking into the matter because they were not consulted. Owing to this, a negative perception develops about the Caliph of the time and his office. In reality, all of this is false. All letters are received. All letters that are received here are opened and read. It is not the case that letters are withheld. Furthermore, every request is sent to the respective branches to acquire reports. Thus, I would like to tell the members of the community that every letter that is received here is opened, read, and the matters therein are investigated. It is the respective departments from the various branches of the community that delay the response. Such office bearers should be fearful because their actions are causing a division between a community member and the caliph of the time. They cause 
a negative perception to develop about the administration. In this way, such office bearers become sinners. By toying with the faith of others, they become sinners. Thus, such people should be fearful. Every office bearer should realize, especially those who are entrusted to look after the needs of the community members, that if they show laziness in their work and do not fulfill the rights of the people, they will not only breach their trust, but will be seized by Allah the Almighty. It is recorded in narration that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that an Imam, which also refers to every office bearer, who closes his door to those in need, the homeless and the poor, Allah the Almighty will close the door of the heavens for his needs. If such an office bearer or someone who works in the office who has such a mindset, then they ought to try and fulfill the needs of the people as quickly as possible whilst fearing Allah the Almighty. Or at the very least, they should submit their reports as quickly as possible. Thereafter, it is the duty of the murkas to assess how quickly the report can be finalized. However, to fail to reply or to put someone's request aside is a great wrong. Thus, we should make every effort to try and attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. We should pay attention towards every virtuous deed. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has stated that one should adopt taqwa, righteousness, whatever the situation. If one commits a wrong act, then they should try and do a good deed. The good deed will become a means of expiating for the ill deed. One should deal with others in a very kind and courteous manner. In another tradition, it is narrated that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, sent Abu Musa and Mu'adh bin Jabal, may Allah be pleased with them, and appointed them as the governors of two separate areas and instructed them, create ease for people and not hardship, spread love and happiness, and do not allow enmity to take root. This is the instruction which every office bearer who deals with the public should adopt and keep this as their guiding principle. In this manner, the office bearers of the community can do true justice to serving the members of the community, play a role in safeguarding their faith, help maintain unity within the community, and also fulfill the due rights or the responsibilities entrusted to them. When this happens, then this will help create a beautiful atmosphere which will be reflective of a true Islamic society, which is precisely what the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, came to establish. And we accepted him and pledged our allegiance to him. The office bearers should always remember that the members of the community have elected them or will elect them in the future so that they do true justice to the responsibilities entrusted to them. Even if those electing the office bearers did not carefully ponder over their decisions at the time of electing them, it is now the duty of the office bearers 
to fulfill the responsibilities which Allah the Almighty has entrusted upon them and do so with the best of intentions. They should fulfill these responsibilities while having the fear of Allah the Almighty in order to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty with the intention of becoming a true servant of the Khalifa of the time to do their utmost in strengthening the faith of the members and to provide them with benefit. When one adopts this mindset and fulfills their responsibilities with this in mind, then Allah the Almighty shall bestow His blessings in their work and help them at every instance. If this is not the case, then it means that one is far removed from taqwa, righteousness, and being unfaithful to Allah the Almighty and the Khalifa of the time, and also harming the faith of those who, whether rightfully or wrongfully, place their trust in them. The Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, A true believer is one who safeguards their trusts and oaths. That is, they do not overlook even the minutest aspect of taqwa, that is righteousness, and caution in fulfilling the trusts placed upon them and in fulfilling their oaths. In another place, the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, A person is endowed with two kinds of qualities. One of them is to fulfill his affairs in the best manner, which means that a person is mindful of all the trusts and oaths he owes to God Almighty and does the utmost to not overlook even a single aspect pertaining to them. No deed should go to waste in relation to fulfilling the trusts. Similarly, it is incumbent that one shows the same kind of consideration towards the trusts and oaths he has with his fellow humans. In other words, one ought to adopt taqwa, righteousness, in relation to fulfilling the rights due to Allah and the rights due to mankind. This is what it means to fulfill one's affairs in the best manner, or in other words, spiritual beauty. The office bearers should keep in mind that they are to bring about a spiritual beauty within themselves. The office bearers are the ones who should consider themselves as the primary addressees of these words of the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him. Every Ahmadi makes a pledge to tread upon the path of taqwa and to give precedence to their faith over the world. However, the office bearers and those who have been entrusted with the responsibility of serving the community are especially addressed here and they ought to be mindful of safeguarding their oaths and responsibilities entrusted to them. We should try to fulfill the responsibilities placed upon us whilst adhering to taqwa and with all our efforts. May Allah the Almighty grant us the ability to do this. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah,